Welcome. The following presentation from Answers in CME is part of an educational activity titled An Expert Conversation About Anti-LAG3 PD-1 Combinations, Exploring the Clinical Impact of Approved and Emerging Combinations in the Advanced Melanoma Treatment Landscape. To access the full program and supporting materials, please visit the activity URL in the episode description. This activity is supported by an independent medical education grant from Regeneron Pharmaceuticals, Incorporated. Hello, my name is David Miller. I'm a dermatologist and medical oncologist at Massachusetts General Hospital. It is my great pleasure to be joined by Dr. Omi Dhamid, who is the co-director of the Cutaneous Malignancy Program at Cedars-Sinai Cancer Center, as well as the Chief of Research for Immuno-Oncology at the Angelus Clinic and Research Institute at Cedars-Sinai. Welcome, Omi. Thanks, David. It's great to be here and to discuss this topic. Today, we will be exploring the clinical impact of approved and emerged combinations in the advanced melanoma treatment landscape. In this first session, we will be evaluating the guideline recommendations for the immunotherapeutic approach to advanced melanoma. Currently, there remains a number of therapeutic options that would be reasonable to select as first-line therapy for advanced melanoma. These include monotherapy with the anti-PD-1 monoclonal antibodies, pembrolizumab or nivolumab, combined immune checkpoint blockade with nivolumab plus either the anti-CTLA-4 monoclonal antibody ipilimumab or the anti-LAG-3 monoclonal antibody relatinumab RNBW, as well as the combination V600 mutation-directed agents such as dibrafenib plus trametinib, lemurafenib plus cobimetinib and oncorafenib plus the MEK inhibitor, vinimetinib. Briefly, we're going to focus on some of the landmark studies in regards to immunotherapeutic approaches, as these remain the most broadly applicable strategies to patients with advanced disease. If we look at the landmark studies, Keynote 006, Checkmate 067, and now Relativity 047, we see impressive response rates with monotherapy anti-PD-1 and perhaps even more efficacy with combination therapy. In general, we're starting to see a signal where combination therapy may be more efficacious for patients. But before we move on, Omi, what are your general thoughts about these data? Well, David, I think it's interesting that over the last decade, we've been successful in finding multiple single agents and combination options for patients with metastatic and locally advanced melanoma. What's come with this are questions about how to choose the best regimen, which regimen gives the best efficacy, and how to minimize toxicity while increasing the efficacy for our patients. Great comments. Thank you. In the next session, Dr. Ahmed will discuss the rationale for why we may consider combining anti-PD-1 with the anti-LAG-3 monoclonal antibodies. Hi, I'm Dr. Omid Hamid. Welcome to session two. In this session, Dr. Miller and I will discuss why LAG-3 is an important target for melanoma management. Lymphocyte activation gene 3 is an immune checkpoint receptor that is upregulated on infiltrating T cells in many cancer types. LAG3 delivers an inhibitory signal to activated T cells upon MHC class 2 binding. LAG3 expression in melanoma biopsies is significantly associated with therapeutic resistance to anti PD1 therapy, suggesting an immunosuppressive activity that may be complementary to PD1. We've known that loss of T cell function 
is associated with progressive expression of checkpoint molecules, and LAG3 is one of them. Preclinically, we've seen synergistic activity of combinatorial PD-1 and LAG3 inhibitors in patients who had failed single-agent PD-1, and therefore, it made a lot of sense to look at LAG3 as a potent target for novel anti-cancer therapy for a wide range of tumors, as LAG3 has shown to be expressed in a multitude of solid tumors. Therefore, we began our clinical trials on the combinations of PD-1 inhibitors and LAG3 inhibitors. Dr. Miller, what are your thoughts about some of the initial data of LAG3 inhibition in melanoma? Thanks, Dr. Armid. You know, building off of the proof of concept that combining mechanistically distinct immune pathways such as CTLA-4 and PD-1 blockade that could yield clinically meaningful therapeutic product, there is a strong rationale for exploring other cellular targets. LAG-3, as you mentioned, with its distinct mechanism of dampening the immune response by interacting with class 2 MHC and acting as a negative regulator of T-cell expansion and homeostasis was a logical molecule to build the drug development program around. Thank you, David. In summary, what we have discussed in this session is some of the initial preclinical and clinical trial data that indicated the role of LAG3 in therapeutics for malignant advanced melanoma. In the next session, we'll review the efficacy of these anti-LAG3 PD-1 combinations in advanced melanoma. In this session, Dr. Miller and myself will discuss the clinical data for approved and emerging anti-LAG3 PD-1 combination therapies for advanced melanoma. Dr. Hussein Talbi, at ASCO 2022, updated data of nivolumab and relatlamab versus nivolumab and low in previously untreated metastatic or unresectable melanoma. That primary endpoint of the study was progression-free survival, and that was significant. When we looked at progression-free survival by BRAF wild type and BRAF mutation, the benefit was still there, indicating that this combination was beneficial for our patients and should be considered in a significant proportion of our patients. In Relativity 47, there was a benefit in response rate of 43%, which is about 10% higher than single-agent anti-PD-1 therapy. In the Relativity 47 trial, looking at three-year survival data, there was a 7% or more benefit, but not significant. Similar data were presented recently by myself at ESMO 2022 of a combination of fianolumab, a LAG3 inhibitor, and simiplumab, a PD-1 inhibitor. And early data here showed similar responses and durability. Interestingly, the response rates in this combination in the early trials were 62% to 65%, higher than we've seen with other combinations, and we await the data from a randomized phase three trial. Dr. Miller, having seen this data, what are your thoughts on dual anti-LAG3 and PD-1 regimens for advanced melanoma? Well, I have to say the data from Relativity 47 really provide solid evidence of the clinical activity of this combination in advanced melanoma. You couple these data with the data that you just talked about with the fianlimab as well as semiplimab, again, showing clinical activity 
of this combination. When it puts forward the combination of anti-PD-1 and anti-LAG-3 is a viable strategy for patients with advanced disease. Thank you, Dr. Miller. In the next session, we'll assess the safety profiles of currently available and emerging anti-LAG-3 PD-1 inhibitor regimens. In this session, Dr. Miller and I will report on the safety profiles of approved and emerging anti-LAG3 PD-1 combinations and provide guidance to optimize their use in treatment of advanced melanoma. As we have understood, safety is an important consideration for patients with advanced melanoma on dual immunotherapy regimens. Previous combinations have come with increased efficacy, but significant grade 3 toxicity, including colitis, pneumonitis, and others. When you try and move these combinations into a general population, the risk of these toxicities for long-term morbidity and mortality becomes significant, and therefore a combination regimen with lower toxicity is important here. As you can see, the safety of dual inhibition of LAG3 and PD-1 in the Relativity 47 study with nivolumab and relatlimab the grade 3 and 4 adverse events reported were significantly lower than the combination of ipilimumab and nivolumab seen in previous studies. Only 9% led to treatment discontinuation. In Checkmate 67 with ipilimumab and nivolumab, treatment-related adverse events of grade 3 or 4 nature were 55%. In Relativity 47, that rate was only 21.1%. The focus here is not only on increased efficacy for patients, but also decreased morbidity or toxicity. We've seen similar in the combination of fianlimab plus semiplimab, where overall the grade 3 or 4 toxicity rate was low, 11.3% with fianlimab plus semiplimab. Dr. Miller, what are your thoughts on this combination, its toxicities, and the future of these combinatorials in clinical care? Omi, you know, I don't think any of us were surprised that an increase in efficacy was associated with an increase of immune-related adverse events compared to monotherapy. But I do think this added safety signal is overall fairly reasonable given the encouraging efficacy signal that we see with combination therapy. I agree with you. In the next session, we'll discuss how Dr. Miller and I personalize treatment selection for patients with advanced melanoma. One of the most important goals in cancer medicine is to select the best possible therapy for each and every patient. Let's start our conversation in this session by looking at the biomarker data from the relativity study. I do want to preface that these data are exploratory. That said, the data from relativity suggests that patients may benefit with combination anti-PD-1, LAG-3, versus monotherapy anti-PD-1, regardless of BRAF mutant status, like three expression in overall disease burden. You know, the one biomarker where the signal was less supportive of the benefit of combination therapy was PDL1 expression. Patients with PDL1 staining of greater than 1% did not clearly benefit from combination therapy as compared to monotherapy anti PD1. Omid, I know you presented the data recently of fianlimab plus semiplimab. Do you want to talk a little bit about the biomarker? data from that trial. Thanks, David. This combination, we presented biomarker data in about 40 patients. What we also saw 
were high response rates in patients, including the LAG3 expressors less than 1% that had about a 40% response rate. Interestingly, LAG expression that was high, greater than 1%, or PDL expression that was high, had response rates in the 70%. And that's a significant response rate for a combination that has minimal toxicity. Omid, how have you been incorporating these exploratory data regarding potential biomarkers into your practice? The idea that we have these biomarkers indicates that we need to work harder to integrate them prospectively in order to limit toxicity for patients who do not need more therapy. So single agent therapy may be all that these patients need, specifically for the patients with pdl one greater than 1%. Thank you, Omi, for that insight. Now, as we've seen today, the combination of anti-PD-1 and LAG-3 has an important improvement in efficacy and a reasonable safety profile. Selecting the appropriate therapeutic regimen for each and every patient remains a significant priority. Finding biomarker data that can help us choose the appropriate therapy for the appropriate patient is paramount. And with that, we will conclude. Thank you for your attention. We hope you've enjoyed this program. Thank you for listening please visit the activity URL in the episode description to view all program materials, complete the post-test, and get a certificate.